Happy Wednesday. It is Women of Strength Wednesday. And let me tell you what, I'm a little bit excited about today's episode. We are going to be interviewing our new admin assistant, Sarah Bills. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things to say about Sarah, but she has been a lifesaver as we have grown things just get so complicated and there's lots of busy work and things to do and keep up with and manage. And it's been like kind of feeling like Megan and I are just kind of drowning a little bit, keeping yeah. up with our doula businesses. <laughs> Sometimes and I our, feel like there's weight on my feet. <laughs> yeah. They're like pulling you down and your kids and your husband and the doula thing at our doula businesses and me doing student midwifing and Megan being like the superhero of her neighborhood like really she is. So we brought Sarah on and offloaded a bunch of stuff to her. And like, it's been just two weeks, but we already like worship her on a pedestal because our lives are a lot more manageable right now. So you're going to meet the one, the only, the amazing and incredible Sarah Bills right after Megan reads our review of the week. Okay, we have a review from Apple Podcasts, and it's from E. Oliver 14, and the title is Love This Podcast. She says, I'm not one to usually listen to podcasts, but ever since I came across this one, I haven't been able to stop listening. I'm preparing for my be back after two C-sections, and these stories have been so amazing and helpful. And E. Oliver, we are so grateful that you have been able to listen and enjoy and hopefully find some inspiration for sure. And we wish you the best of luck if you haven't had your view back already. And if you have and you are listening to this, shoot us a message and let us know how it went. Yes, we love hearing stories, especially like... We love hearing stories from people who have been like following us throughout their pregnancy. It just makes my heart so happy. Like in our VBAC community, we we recognize people and their names and posts and and now we can engage more with the community because we have Sarah. And, yes. But it's so, so neat to just be able to follow them on their journey in our community. And then when we see those pictures of their sweet babies, whether whether VBAC or repeat cesarean, it just makes our heart so happy and we feel connected to each and every one of you. So thanks so much for that review. You are tuned in to the VBAC Link Podcast with Julie Frankham and Megan Heaton, VBAC moms, doulas, and educators here to help you get inspired for birth after having a C-section. Together, they have created a robust VBAC preparation course along with this uplifting podcast for women who are preparing for their VBAC. Although these episodes are VBAC specific, they encourage all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a cesarean from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, Julie and Megan. Birth workers, listen up. Do you want to increase your knowledge of birth after cesarean? We created our advanced feedback doula certification program just for you. It is the most comprehensive feedback doula training in the world, perfectly packaged in an online self-paced video course. This course is designed for birth workers who want to take their VBAC education to the next level so you can support parents who have had a cesarean in the most effective ways. We have created a complete system, a step-by-step -step roadmap that shows exactly what you need to know in order to support parents birthing after cesarean. 
Head on over to thevbacklink.com to find out more information and sign up today. That's thevbacklink.com. See you there. All right. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. How do I introduce Sarah? I don't know if I should tell like the biggest thing about Just, how I know you. What, she, should, I, should it be a secret? She should tell it. <laughs> she should tell that. She should tell that story. But I have known Sarah for nine years now. Yeah, it's been nine years and a couple months. I met her at a BYU basketball game, and she's actually really, really fun. Her smile brights up the room. She is happy and loving and kind and warm, and I wish she lived closer because she's all the way in Boise, Idaho, and she has a husband and a daughter, and she's just so fabulous. So, I am going to turn it over to Sarah to kind of introduce herself a little bit to you. And then we have some questions for her that we have invented on our own and some that we have been, that you have asked us from our Instagram stories. So Sarah, why don't you take it away and tell us a little bit about yourself and how we met? <laughs> Perfect. So, like Julie said, I live in Boise, Idaho. We've lived here for about two years. I am a stay-at-home mom, which I love, love, love. I have a daughter who is turning two in September, so however many months that is. So, Julie and I met, I didn't even remember that it was at a BYU basketball game, actually. Oh, but it was. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Julie started dating my oldest brother, and that's how we met, and they got married, and now she is my most fabulous sister-in-law ever. So if you haven't listened to Julie's podcast about her own age back, she talks about how she has to travel a lot for her sister-in-law's wedding like the day before she had her age back, and that's me. Her first yes. VBAC was Is on my you? wedding day. You? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she had him like like during the ceremony pretty much. Yeah. But it's so yeah. funny when we were getting ready in the morning, she was texting my mom and she's like, <laughs> I'm going to be there. It's fine. And so I was like, no, you're it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I shook a shower. I was blow drying my hair. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she was determined, but nevertheless, she did not make it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's that. Well, I guess that kind of partly answered our first question from somebody on Instagram, but I'm going to ask it anyways, and you can kind of just fill in the gaps and maybe share a little bit about, about your own birth, but Rachel Fanabolita Bonnet, I don't know, I mess up that name, (laughs) asks, how did you get the job? Are you a mama or a VBAC mama? So I am a mama, obviously, I've said that. I got the job. I went to visit my parents (laughs) just a few weeks ago, and we were just hanging out, and Julie looked over at me, and she said, hey, do you want a job? And I said, um, maybe. <laughs> what is it? So she kind of explained what I'd be doing and she was talking for a while and then she almost started talking herself out of it. And so she's like, I don't <laughs> know. I we gotten permission from yeah. Megan yet. <laughs> 
So she said, I don't know. We talked about not hiring family or friends. And she started talking herself out of it. And I kind of snipped in at the end and just said, I'm super professional and I would never take like your criticism or anything in the wrong way. Like I would take it as like, you're my boss, you know, like you're not being my sister-in-law, you're my boss, they're separate roles. Anyways, we left the conversation and I did not expect to hear from Julie about that topic ever again. But then the next morning she texted me and said, so do you want a job? And I said, are you hiring? And she said, we're hiring you. So... That's, That's so fun. Weird. That it's was fun. So fun. Yeah, it was family dinner and I was I know that. on the couch. You you didn't? Oh yeah, that's because I called you in between there and got your permission. <laughs> yeah, I did not see it coming. <laughs> no, but really though, like Megan and I, we always make like big decisions like this together and we've kind of always been talking about hiring an admin to help us out just like here and there and like one day when we start, when the business starts bringing in more revenue one day, it's always been like a one day thing. And then, like I said, um, at the beginning of the episode, we we started really feeling like one day needs to come soon and hopefully it can come soon. And then I just, at Sunday dinner, I was just sitting there on the couch and my phone was (laughs) blowing up with Instagram messages, email messages. People are having problems logging into their course notifications from Facebook, text messages from people that needed help. And I'm just like, I cannot do this anymore. And that's when I looked up from my phone at Sarah and I'm like, Hey, do you want a job? And then I'm like, Oh crap. I haven't asked Megan yet. But then then I asked Megan and something magical happened. She said, yes, right away. (laughs) Something magical happened. It it is because because me and you, we, when one of us brings a big decision like that to each other, yeah. we talk it over, we think about it for a few days or, or weeks or months. I mean, it just really depends on the decision. We look at other options or whatever, but like, it was just like, I had the feeling Sarah was yet like, yeah, I want it. And then Megan was like, okay, let's do it. And so then I texted her and she said, yes. And then booyah, we're like, in like 48 hours, we had an admin assistant. It was pretty epic. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you have been such a blessing already. Like I literally can't even tell you like how happy I am that you're with us. I'm super happy to be a part of it as well. And I also trust you too a lot. Like I've never even met you in person, but like just like (laughs) the few times we've been like our few encounters, like I've trusted so much and I just feel like you, you're just amazing person for the job. Like you're, you're an amazing person. So You are too kind. You're the right fit. <laughs> well, all of our women well, of strength glad. out there are very lucky to be able to add an extra extra person like you into the VBAC link chapter of their life. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. I think it's just been really neat to sit and watch you love on our people. You know what I mean? Like, Megan, do, do, does that make sense? Like, Totally. Yes. We we have been stalking your messages a little bit and we're like, she's so amazing. She would be like, like, that's like, she answered that message better than me or you would have. Yeah. No, like really though, really. Like I, I love it. I love it. And I think everyone else feels it too. And they love it. And they, they're loving the information that you're giving them. And yeah, you, you're making a lot of things possible for us to do on mm-hmm. the other side of things too. Yeah. So oh, I'm so glad. Like I absolutely love it when, 
when I'm helping somebody over Instagram messages or whatever, and they're like, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, it just pulls at my heartstrings yeah. right? to know that Isn't I'm helping people. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it really is. It is the best. It's really good feeling. Like you get those warm and fuzzies. So yes. Sarah is well-versed on birth and feedback, have, having me as a sister-in-law and the crazy, <laughs> the crazy sister-in-law that gave birth at home three times even. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so she already knew way a lot about it coming in and she's listened to some of the podcast episodes, but she's learning more and getting more educated. And we are just 100% confident in her ability to help you. So if you get the chance to talk to Sarah someday, then you should consider yourself lucky. Um, Megan and I will obviously both still be heavily involved with messages and helping people and things like that. We just need that extra support now that definitely yeah, things are getting bigger. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Um, let's go on to the next question because while it's not necessarily specific about Sarah, it is specific about pregnancy and birth. And I think that she's very well equipped to handle and answer this question way better than me because I am a Red Bull cheeseburger girl. So <laughs> is this the exercise question? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they say um, it's Rumi's one zero nine says, how do you start an exercise program for VBAC for the first time doing exercise ever? And Sarah's really fit and athletic and she works out and she worked out through her whole pregnancy <laughs> and I, she's always in her workout clothes, like putting her dumbbells down whenever I call her and I'm like, oh, whatever, <laughs> let me just drink some more Red Bull over here. <laughs> and so I think you're really good to talk about like exercise and pregnancy and getting ready, especially from a person who hasn't really had a lot of experience with exercise or physical things. Okay. I... I'm probably not qualified to tell you this, but our uh, podcast, our intro says it's not to be replaced by advice from any medical professional. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. (laughs) For someone who has never exercised, that's hard. It's hard getting started, especially when you're pregnant and most of the time just not feeling well. So I'd say just kind of take it one step at a time, take it easy, like go for walks Weights are always great. Just make sure you're keeping it light, especially when you start to do squats or lunges. Like I wouldn't even, if you're just barely starting out, I wouldn't even use weight. Just put the dumbbells down or whatever you're doing. When it comes to squatting or using your pelvic floor muscles in any way can be a little risky when you're pregnant. So just take it super easy when you're using those muscles. But if you're going for upper body, I'd say just go for it, you know? Um, And make sure like your abs, you're not like working your front abdominal abs because that can be risky after the first trimester. You want to focus more on your obliques to keep it strong for baby, but you're not like hurting anything that way. Just from the research I've done on my own, like I said, I'm not a professional in this area, but exercise is great. And just make like, listen to your body. I did work out for when I was pregnant. I have worked out for many years, but when I started, when I was pregnant, about eight weeks in, I started to notice like spotting and just not feeling well. So I took off all the weights and I just, you know, like hit the treadmill and elliptical and took it pretty easy for a while until like my third trimester, I was able to like kind of pick it up a little bit again. So I would just listen to your body and kind of let it guide you in your 
efforts. That's really great advice. You know, even ACOG recommends like pregnant women get 30 to 40 minutes of exercise, three to four, or is it four to five? I don't know, several times a week. How about that? (laughs) But you know what? Here's the thing. Like you don't have to go out and run a marathon. You don't have to start lifting weights or start doing anything that you wouldn't that you didn't normally do beforehand, just like a brisk walk around the block even is yeah. good. I mean, it might not be 30 to 40 minutes. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know how big your block is, but um, I really like the quote from Plus Mommy over on the Plus Mommy blog. And she's her, her quote, I just love it so much. It says, you don't have to be able to run a marathon to have a baby. And I think that that's true. Exercise is good. Eating healthy is good. But don't stress too much about it if it's not something you've already been into. And like Sarah said, if you have been into it, then you might need to tone it down a little bit, depending on what your body is telling you. All right. Let's see. What else? So this one says, have you had a VBAC? And I think you kind of already answered it by saying that you have one daughter, But do you want to go ahead and tell people a little bit about your birth and then maybe after the birth reflect back and talk about things like maybe you wish you would have known as a first time mom going into having a baby? So let's think. So first of all, the VBAC leak wasn't, it had started, but I remember Julie sending me her podcast and say, hey, look, I've started a podcast and I was at the gym. (laughs) <laughs> where I usually am. Perfect. And I was so excited. I had, I was like mm, two or three weeks till my due date. And I was like, this is so wonderful. But she only had one podcast. And so I didn't have a lot of information <laughs> off of, but I loved them. So I started listening to them. So I didn't, and Julie sent me tons of books. Being her sister in law, she was like gung ho about it. I got like, yeah, I'm going to need those back, the by the way. <laughs> <laughs> It was so great. Speaking of, I need my books back. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, go on. But it was like, it was great. So I did a lot of research, um, but still I was, I mean, a first time mom, I feel like pretty naive because I didn't like do any hypnobirthing classes or anything, but I was determined to have an unmedicated birth and I didn't hire a doula. Julie kind of like answered all my questions for me, but I didn't hire one. And I was like, I want my husband to just do all the learning so he can be my support just because we just have a really great connection. And I just wanted him to be like my sole support person. But I think doula would be really great now that I've been through it once. (laughs) Husbands are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Um, So I hit 40 weeks about 40 and a half weeks and I went in for my appointment and my doctor had been like really supportive of my like being unmedicated and stuff, but she was kind of pushy on when I was getting this baby out. She kept, you know, like, okay, do you want to do a membrane sweep? Do you want to do an induction? And was like, when can we schedule the induction? And she wanted to schedule at 40 weeks. And I was like, no, I, I would like to continue to go forward. And So we scheduled the induction. We ended up scheduling it for 41 weeks in one day. So we went in that morning and I just, like, my body was not even close to being ready. 
I was at, I think I was dilated to two, but I had been dilated to since I checked at like 36 weeks. So nothing had changed. That's not too bad for a first time mom, (laughs) but no change. Yeah. Yeah. No change. (laughs) Nothing was progressing. Like I was having contractions like quite a bit and I had prodromal labor like three times. I'd be like, I'd like call Julie and I was like, I think this is happening. And then like an hour later, it was like, nope. And I'm like, lay down, take a nap. it was awful I was like it's gonna happen and we'd like wait and I wanted to labor like at home for a while so like I would get the point where my contractions were like two to three minutes apart and I was like okay we're ready and we'd grab the bag and then it was like done contractions over (laughs) so that's the worst it was really hard and I think it kind (laughs) of took a toll on my mind and I was like okay well maybe I do need help to get this baby out you know so we went in for induction and we got on Pitocin like right away like six in the morning and there was just like not a whole lot of progression so I think it was about like four o'clock in the afternoon um my doctor came in and she just said hey I don't think your body is going to be able to like go on Pitocin the whole night and still like have enough energy to, to push your baby out. So I think we need to either like break your water or stop Pitocin and give you a different something. I can't remember what it was called. Some sort of medicine. (laughs) Oh, Cytotec or Cerebral maybe? Thank you. Cytotec. So Jordan and I talked about it. Jordan is my husband. And we talked about it and we just thought, okay, well, I guess we'll break our water, break my water. Never like thinking like I could just go home. Like it's not working. I could just go home. Like I never thought about that. Dude, while you were in labor and your mom was texting me updates, I was like, but doesn't she know this? But doesn't she know that? She should try this. Don't pick your water. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. And I have no idea. No idea. And so they went to break my water and then they were like, I have to place this catheter in to monitor your contractions, like the strength of them. So we know where to gauge the Pitocin. And I was like, do I really need that? And they were like, well, without it, we just don't know. And, you know, they really talk you into it. So I got it and the nurse put it in. And then there's like this little like thing that they slide out after they put it in, like the thing that guides Mm -hmm. the catheter in. And she slid it out so fast that it caught on my vagina. (laughs) And she, like, ripped it out, and I, like, doubled over, and she was like, it's fine. It's already in. And I was like, you Oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> oh, it hurts so bad. Oh. It, like, hurt worse than anything else. <laughs> That's awful. Yes. So my contractions started picking up, and so they ended up breaking my water at, like, 6. By the time the doctor came back around, it was, like, 6 o'clock. Broke my water, and I labored what seemed like forever. And it was about like nine o'clock and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I turned to the nurse who was just kind of like hanging out silently, which I kind of liked. Like I wasn't a fan of the nurses who were like really up in my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was kind of hanging out and I looked at her and I was like, I can't do this. And she was like, well, would you like me to go over like your options? And I was like, no, 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 no. And that went back and forth for a while. And then finally I was like, yeah, go over my options. And she's like, so she laid them all out. And I was like, I just can't. Like I I had committed that I was going to do it. So I ended up not doing anything. And I was like, nope, I can do this. 
And she was like, you're at a seven and it usually takes about an hour for you to dilate each centimeter, centimeter, which is like about average. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this for three hours. And I think something in my mind kind of switched Mm. because like (laughs) not even 20 minutes later, I was all, I'm pushing. And she was like, okay, like you feel like you're going to push your baby out? And I was like, yeah, I'm pushing right now. (laughs) And she's like, okay, we'll go a few more contractions and then we'll check you. And I was like, okay. And then like a couple more contractions went by and I said, no, I'm really pushing. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) She's like, okay, we'll check you. And she's like, you're at a 10. I'll go get the doctor. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Yes. And uh, like, I had really wanted to let my body just like, you know, push on its own and not feel like, you know, okay, push now or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I wanted to do it upright. Like I wanted to be on my hands and knees or like on my knees holding a bar, you know, the birthing bar. And my doctor came in and she's like, okay, get on your back. We're going to push this baby out. And I was like, do I need to be on my back? And she's like, well, it's you'll be less likely to tear if you're on your back. And so like, I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay. So I went on my back and I did it that that way. And (laughs) I know, right? And like in that moment, I hadn't done like apparently enough research, you know, and knew anything. So yeah, I birthed my baby. She came out. Everything was fine. She was kind of like making this weird grunting noise. But like as my mom instinct, I was like, I think she's hungry. And they were like, well, grunting can be a sign of, and I can't even remember what they said, but it was like a sign of something. So they like, I only had just like a few minutes of skin to skin before they took her away to like check on her. Yeah. Something to do with the lungs not inflating properly. Yeah. I think like the transition or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they had like the NICU on standby and anyways, she was fine. Like her temperature was super low, but like so they like had her under the heat lamp for a while and then they wrapped her up and and brought her back over to me and she was like ready to eat but anyways which is weird is she did that grunting thing every time she was hungry for the first like five months of her life so I think it was just like her like like, I'm here (laughs) yeah give me the food (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, (laughs) it's not unlike let's go where's the food and exactly where's my buffet table we need the food now (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome okay so what was I gonna say I thought you like I thought that you were okay so correct me if I'm wrong but I thought that you had like gotten off your back and like on your hands and knees or something and like then the baby just like popped or maybe that was when you were getting ready to push or something I was I was getting ready to push on my mm. hands and knees and she was like okay on your back I was like she was once her shoulders came out they were like reach down and you can pull your baby out and I was like what and I did it but I was like I'm not prepared (laughs) for this like what if I drop her (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I did the same thing like when Jacob was born during your wedding the head his head came out and then I looked at my midwife and I'm like oh my gosh, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) But then by my third vaginal birth, like I was a pro. I just like knew it, knew it was coming, grabbed her, (laughs) pulled her up. Nobody touched her for a little while. But anyways, cool. Let's see. I was going to 
say something about part of your birth. Let's see. What was it? Let me tell you, the mom brain is going strong on me today. <laughs> I do have a special guest, though. Just one second. Okay. Can you say something? How's it going? Okay. So this is my husband, Nick, and Sarah's brother, also named Nick. Coincidentally enough, they're the same person. So, of course, they would have the same name. (laughs) (laughs) But I brought Nick on because I want him to share a little something about you since he's known you your whole life. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, what to share? What to share? (laughs) Nothing embarrassing, I think. Oh, come on. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things is our gift exchanges because our birthdays are only three weeks apart. For a few years there, we'd give each other, I'd give you a Jamba Juice gift card. You'd give me one yep. from my birthday back and forth. <laughs> I, we've done Panda gift cards back and forth. I think this year was probably my favorite uh, birthday gifts. I gave you a rock. Yes. <laughs> with a sticky note on it that said, suck on this. Um, <laughs> office fans will get will recognize that. Uh, and then you gave me... Uh, gift card stuck in jello yeah <laughs> so that, that's that's always been my favorite just some of our gift exchanges and different ways of giving each other gifts that's always been fun definitely oh, i agree <laughs> all right say goodbye to nick nick's goodbye, going to nick. put the kids to bed now good luck <laughs> okay let's talk about okay so we ask everybody the same two questions at the end of an episode um, and so I'm just going to um, tweak them a little bit for you. But okay. what is something that is like a special like secret or something nobody really talks about about birth that you think people should know? Oh, that's hard. Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like ever, all of your followers know this already, but so many other people don't. Like, you do not have to induce, you know, unless mm-hmm. there is something, you know, like preeclampsia or – Any other sort of like risk you're having during your pregnancy, you do not have to induce. And that is one thing that I wish I knew. And I wish like, because my doctor was like, kind of used the fear tactics of my, my placenta Placenta deteriorating. And (laughs) yep. And I'm sure you remember like, you were like, why did you choose to induce? And I I was like, my doctor said all of I just keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay though. We all have things like that. Anyways. And so you just don't need to just let your body do your thing. And like, that is one thing I wish I would have like done, you know, I wish I would have. And it's so silly, but like, I wish I would have had a story where I was like, I was doing this when I started, when I went into labor, you know, and I, and then like being able to labor at home for longer would have been so Mm -hmm. wonderful and not being like hooked up to machines at the hospital all day, you know, eating crappy hospital food. So (laughs) that is one thing I wish I would known just let your body do its thing the baby will come when they're ready you know yeah you're not going to be pregnant forever and the biggest thing that doctors are using right now well not right now but well this has been for a while but then I'm going to talk about the right now thing (laughs) um (laughs) is (laughs) that the increase or the chances of stillbirth after 41 weeks skyrocket. And when you hear something like that, you're like, oh my gosh, the risk skyrockets. That is 
crazy. And this is the reality about that. The risk of stillbirth period is actually just as high at 41 weeks as it is at 37 and 38 weeks. Did you know that? I didn't they don't tell you that. But guess what else? It's such a small increase to an already small risk. They'll tell you it doubles, but it doubles from like 0.02% to 0.04%. I don't, oh, don't right. quote me on those statistics. I don't know exactly, but it's something really, really small like that. And I don't want to take away from those parents who have experienced a stillbirth or a loss because it's a really, really hard thing to go through. But the fact is that you deserve to know the correct information before you make a decision instead of making a decision based on based on some radical and fear-inducing terms like your risk of stillbirth skyrockets. Yeah. So the other thing people are using right now is the ARRIVE study, which coincidentally enough was performed right here um, in Utah at the University of Utah by one of actually my favorite doctors. (laughs) It's like (laughs) the one thing I don't like about him. And I'm not going to get too deep into the ARRIVE trial, but it was comparing outcomes between parents being induced at 39 weeks or being allowed, and I use allowed in air quotes, to go into labor on their own spontaneously. But there's a bunch of big flaws in the study. First of all, it's only related to first-time moms. So like it's it, nobody else was permitted in the study. Women had to choose to be a part of the study. So those women might have chosen to already have medically managed labors because mm-hmm. it kind of was. And then the other thing is if they went to 40 weeks and five days of pregnancy, they induced them anyways and included them in the group, the spontaneous labor group. And the other thing that really bugs me about the study is they use meticulous induction protocols. They like follow them to the book, by the book, to the T. And we don't know what those protocols are. They haven't released them. And so you don't know if your doctor is following a more aggressive approach or not as aggressive approach or anything that could influence the result of the outcome of your birth. And so Evidence-Based Birth wrote a really, really good blog on the ARRIVE study. If you want to take a look at it, we're going to link it in the show notes. Actually, not we. Sarah is because that's her job now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Which is my favorite thing is that I get to give things to you to do. and. And it makes me happy because it makes you happy and it makes Megan happy and everybody's just happy, happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's see. Megan, do you have any questions for Sarah? Okay. So I don't really know. This is like, this is a silly question, but um, how many kids do you want, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious, like, cause you, you do like you are really good with like having babies clearly um and and like I don't know you're just like you have passion like I feel like you're I feel like you are a doula right like so I'm just curious like how many babies do you want also we need you to know that there's no paid maternity leave with this job (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna expect you back to work 9 a.m the next day Just kidding. Just kidding. I love it. I don't know. We've always talked about kind of a smaller family, which is funny because I have four siblings and my husband has five siblings. So we both came from like 
pretty big families, I guess. I know we've always talked about three. Three kids would be would be perfect for us, I think. So, but yeah. we'll see. You never know, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes the big guy upstairs has different plans for you, as manifested by me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted three kids. Nick wanted four. He said you have to have an even number because that way everybody has somebody to sit with them on the rides at the amusement park. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not an evidence-based reason to have an even number of children. <laughs> that's hilarious. It sounds so like him. <laughs> right? But then, you know, you just know, like, you, you make your plans and mm-hmm. then... Like me, in my instance, number three surprised me when I was not ready to have another child. I knew we were going to someday. She just popped right in there, well, literally. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, I made a joke. <laughs> and um, she came flying out, and she's just been doing everything her own way ever since. And then I knew immediately when she was born that she had a sister, and then like two days after I gave birth, I started talking to Nick about when we were going to plan to have the next one. So, and and luckily enough, it was a girl because if it was a boy, I would have been really, really mad at God. Like I would have been having a serious talking to with that guy because (laughs) I I thought it might have been a trick. Like, you know, she needs a sister, but we're going to give you four brothers first. (laughs) Right? Like, oh my gosh. That would have been awful. (laughs) It would have been awful. Four is a four. Okay, maybe it's just because mine are so close in age, but four, four is a lot. It's a lot. And it's really, really exciting. And they have lots of great times together, like painting my closet door with nail polish and pouring <laughs> mud on each other's hair and getting a jar of peanut butter and spinning <laughs> over the house. Your um, kids have fun, Julie. They, they do. do. They're so <laughs> they also have fun cute. making you mad. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, and so um, I'm just making them clean up their own messes now. Even my two-year-old um, gets a rag and gets to work. And unfortunately, she also gets her hands on the cleaning spray and sprays it all down the stairways, leaving like all these running marks down the wall. Perfect. Oh, but, you know, but then also like they fight, they argue, and it's hard to keep up with everybody. And guess what, Megan? Guess what? What? On your advice, we are potty training Mara in Yay! two days. I'm potty training a two-year-old. And like my one of my clients just potty trained her two-year-old. And she's like, you've done it before. What are you worried about? But I'm like, but I've never potty trained a two-year-old. I've waited till oh, they were old enough that they could lodge. It's me. fine. It's, it's going to be totally great. Well, this fine. is a good thing is that I'm going to be gone on Wednesday. And so Nick is taking the day off of work and he's going to do it. And so then when I come back, Thursday morning, she'll already kind of have the hang of it, and I won't have to deal with it. most of the hard work. There you go. <laughs> That's why we decided on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Oh, I'm my gosh. Sneaky. So, Sarah, <laughs> if you want three kids, like, how, like, is there something that you would take from your first birth and apply it to every birth? Is there something that you would change? Like, is there, like, would you change locations? Would you change how long you labored at home? Like, is there anything different that you change or like, do you feel like, I mean, it seems like it went pretty great overall. Uh, Yeah, I would probably, yeah, I think I'll change. I'd probably change providers. I really loved my provider the first time I like felt like she talked through everything with me really well, but I just want somebody who's going to support me more and 
Totally. Yeah. Not try to push me into like an induction or any other interventions. And then, yeah, I would not like to induce and just be able to kind of go into labor naturally and labor at home for as long as I can. We live about 30 to 45 minutes away from the hospital. So we'll have to keep that in mind. But I mean, it's definitely not as far away as some of the people you've had on your podcast travel. So yeah, we just interviewed a girl that drove <laughs> two hours. Yeah. So really it's not a big deal, but yeah. definitely. Cool. Um, yeah. Just everything I had already said, you know, being able to like birth in a position birth, that I would yeah. like and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, build up my support team. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yay. Can't <laughs> wait to hear all the other stories. It's a good thing cool. you're in Boise and that's like a six hour drive because me and Megan would just come. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. We would. Um, how, so I don't, I was kind of out of service for a quick second. Um, how does your husband feel about all of this? Is he like, like liking this that you're working for the VBAC link? Is he kind of like, whoa, this is more than I thought you'd you were wanting to do or like how does he feel he loves it so yeah ever since we like started dating he was just like I just had a feeling about you that you would you're like meant to do more you know like you've got you've just have something that you're like needing to do and like to help people and stuff and which is funny because about six months ago I was like okay I feel like I've got this mom thing down and there's just something else I need to be doing. And I racked my mind. I like researched courses to take, like if I wanted to go back and get my master's in something and nothing just like felt right. And so I just kind of like put it on the back burner and I was like, I'll find it when I find it. But what was important to me was that I was like, I needed something where I could learn something but also educate people at the same time and make their life better. And so when Julie was offered this to me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what Magic. I've been waiting for. And <laughs> so he was completely on board. He was like, this is exactly for you. Super excited about it. So we're pumped. I love it. I thought it was so, cause that was him in the beginning when he put those headphones on your head, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. It was just like, here you go, honey. Like you're all ready now. Like it would just look so cute. So you I got like, a big girl oh, job now. Yeah. Like, I wonder how he feels about this. Like I just wondered. Uh, cool. He's a great guy. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Any last words, Megan or Sarah? No, I just love you, Sarah, and I'm so <laughs> grateful for you. Like, I really, I really am so grateful for you because there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I want, I want to give, like, good quality responses to all of these, but sometimes mm-hmm. we would wake up, this, you guys, this is not an exaggeration, and Sarah can vouch for us, but, like, we would wake up in the morning and on Instagram, so we get, like, requests. So sometimes messages just come in, and then sometimes they come in as, like, a request, and there would be, like, 10 like unread messages with like 14 requests and like in the morning overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Like overnight. And like in the morning when you're like trying to get up, like I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to get up at like five to try and get this (laughs) done before my kids wake up and have to do school and all these things. So I'm just so grateful for you that you are able to handle <laughs> you're able to handle that and help us because it really does. Like I, I told you this this week, I told Sarah this week, but my phone on Sunday told me I was down 20% 
screen time. I was down 20%. You guys, I normally average about seven and a half to eight hours a day on my phone. And that is not an exaggeration. And so for me to be down 20%, my husband was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you guys hired Sarah. Like he's so grateful for you. Not even just <laughs> me. So, glad. so I need you to know, like that's, that's my message today is I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, thank you. I my husband likes so you excited. too a oh, little. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Since we are siblings, <laughs> it's a forced love. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. The whole Franken family's great. Like, I just I really lucked out in the in-law department. In fact, for Mother's Day, I got my mother-in-law a mug, and it said, "Dear Kelly." I am so glad that you are such a wonderful mother-in-law. If I had someone else as a mother-in-law, I would punch her in the face and go find you. Love, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to put Julie number two because they, um, Nick and Sarah also have a sister named Julie. And so Julie number two, that's me. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I love it. I'm just so excited to be here and so excited to get to know everyone and let them get know me and just build relationships and help everyone. I love it. Perfect. Well, you are a great one for the job and we can't wait to see where the future brings us. And if you get a chance to interact with Sarah, now you know a little bit about her. Interested in sharing your VBAC? Head over to the VBAClink.com slash share to submit your story. For information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julie and Megan's bios, head over to the VBAClink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC Link.